Welcome out to PCAPI Podcast. We've lived through all the April Fool's uh, fun and nonsense, however you view that. And hopefully spring has sprung where you live. It has not exactly sprung into life in all the places I'm dialed into, but we hold out hope. Find a few Pokemon who know sunny days so we can get that going long enough to plant our gardens. But welcome out, welcome out to the Pokemon Anime Podcast. What we do here is go through every episode of the Pokemon franchise, every single episode, and sort of chronicle Ash's journey and his character development and the story progression. Today we're on a filler episode, but one that highlights an interesting point, as many fillers do. It's Advanced Generation number 38, A Different Kind of Misty. And yes, it is A Different Kind of Misty. I got real excited when I saw that title. No. Rachel Lillis does play a supporting character in here, though, but the mists are more literal today. Anyway, as always, Peacappy Podcast is brought to you by Poke Press. Delivering you Pokemon goodness from all corners of the franchise. And right now they've got a bunch of videos up covering uh, a discussion that I took part in involving movie 11, Giratina and the Sky Warrior. And we talk about the ending themes for both the English and Japanese versions and which ones we liked and why and what, what interesting factoids we could dig up about the song's backgrounds and the artists who created those songs as well. So it's a lot of fun, and we talk a bit about um, other songs in the movie and the score as a whole. And if that interests you, right now on my Patreon page is uh, our discussion of Pokemon Movie 20, and those ending and opening themes and the score. And Movie 20 is still a special little gem of a movie that I'm still not sure how to process, and and it's kind of, it might be some time, I guess we've had nearly a year since it first released, but I'm still processing how I feel about it, even as we are a couple months away from round two. I haven't seen all the promos for uh, Pokemon Movie 21, but the ones I've seen do seem to suggest that we are kind of entering a bit of a split. Where the anime and the movies do not tie into each other anymore. And I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. My word, what am I going to do if Ash isn't saving the world every summer? But then again, parts of this series have gotten so over-the-top crazy epic that 
it has rivaled some movie plots. That doesn't entirely have to do with the episode I did with Poke Press, although we do talk a bit about some of our thoughts um, on the movie in general, not just its music and kind of how we how we feel about it in connection to the rest of the franchise. So it's it's an interesting discussion. And, and if you enjoy that kind of talk and you want to get your hands on it right away, uh, just head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash professional dork. I will have a link to that on my blog page, and I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. And definitely check out Poke Press for not only our Giratina music discussion, but for many other interviews and and postulations and forays into the world of Pokemon that Steven at Poke Press does and has been doing for quite some time. You can also find more of what Poke Press does, including written interviews, at pokepress.blogspot.com. So check that out after today's episode. Let's do this. Okay, so today's episode opens upon a lighthouse where up in the highest part, a small kid is polishing up a, some uh, kind of stone. He's interrupted by Team Rocket, who say they want the light stone. It's not much of a fight. Uh, Team Rocket ties up the kid, steals the rock, and sails away in their balloon, leaving uh, the kid's poor sister to come in and see the results. So she and the kid, Thatcher, are in a bit of a panic. Meanwhile, Ash and company are traipsing through the mountains near the sea, and the fog has rolled in. They can't see one foot in front of the other, and once Ash trips and soaks himself in a puddle, they decide to stop hiking. It's, it's just way too dangerous. Coincidence of coincidences, uh, the place they decide to stop is about where Team Rocket also got grounded by fog. Or at least halted, they didn't actually touch the ground, but... I mean, it's not the hugest coincidence. Ash and his friends were also kind of headed in the direction of the lighthouse, and according to Max, uh, are pretty close. They they should be on its doorstep. But still, rather convenient, and also a convenient coincidence, the Lightstone Team Rocket has needs an electric Pokemon to zap it in order to start glowing. So it's actually not the worst thing when the balloon drifts close enough to the mountain cliff that all our heroes and and villains can see each other. Team Rocket's like, we couldn't have planned this better if we tried. (laughs) Unfortunately for them, Ash has Pikachu lead off with Iron Tail, not an electric attack. (laughs) Maybe he's deliberately thwarting them. I mean, he was within earshot when they were describing their plan. After the light stone has been dropped and rolls into the twerp's possession, Pikachu then uses Thunderbolt. And as predicted, that rock lights up and continues to glow long after the balloon explodes and, and Pikachu's done blasting Team Rocket off. So that's a mystery. Why does the stone do that? Don't hurt yourself too much over that question because we never really find out why, but it does. When Pikachu steps off the rock, the light goes out with it, so Ash picks it up to investigate. And that's when Thatcher and his big sister run up, like, You thieves, I caught you red-handed! Honestly, Ash can't go a day without getting accused of criminal activity. Like, there was some of this in Kanto and Johto, but Hoenn, he's getting a reputation as a little delinquent. At least this time, it is not actually his fault. And Thatcher is really slow to clear Ash's name. Like, like when they run up, he notices, like, he has a reaction to the visual sight that these are not his assailants. 
And when his sister asks for help battling Ash, like, that would have been a great time to say, hey, they don't look like the guys who tied me up at all. For starters, they're not adults. Instead, he just whines about how he's never battled before and, and throws out his Pokemon like, like, come on, kid, we need your witness testimony. His Pokemon, though, are a Plusle and a Minin, and both Ash and May have to Pokedex that. Two electric rodents who work better as a team than alone. They cheer for big sister Alyssa's Magnemite, and it recovers from all the damage Pikachu does to it in battle. <laughs> Moral support, it goes a long way. Ash isn't really impressed by Plusel and Minin's cheer, but I kind of like it. Because it reminds me a lot of male cheerleading that I saw when I, when I did college in Japan. Like, it's, just, it's just a different style of cheerleading over there. Especially for the dudes on the team. Which, as a former cheerleader myself, is super interesting to me, and, and probably no one else cares. But there it is. Just, Minin's little punching routine is just very reminiscent of that. Renewed with vigor, Magnemite fights back, and while it's got some bite behind its electric attacks, Ash is still more annoyed than anything. He's been kind of grumpy all episode, to be honest. Like, ever since he tripped in that puddle, he's been downright surly. But he protests, and Brock is like, Look into my eyes, don't I look innocent? <laughs> Finally, Alyssa lets it drop that the light stone is what was stolen, and Ash is like, Oh, cool, you can have it back. It kind of throws Alyssa for a loop. Then Team Rocket crawls back from wherever they blasted off to, and finally, 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 Thatcher decides to act on that first reaction he had when he and his sister rolled up, and he noticed Ash and company didn't quite look like the people who kidnapped him. He's like, hey sis, it's not them, those are the real thieves. It's just a little late, buddy. But better late than never, I guess. Team Rocket rushes Thasher and Alyssa, who cling to each other in fear. And admittedly, Team Rocket does look like a trio of psychopaths right now. So Ash jumps into battle. And I love this shot, because he's still got the light stone in his hands, and when he comes charging up the foreground with that thing hefted in his arms, I really thought he was just going to hurl the rocket, Team Rocket. <laughs> like, screw Pokemon, I am done with this. <laughs> But no, he has Pikachu use Thunderbolt, and after Team Rocket blasts off, Thatcher watches Ash and Pikachu interact and kind of has a moment. Like, he's not sure what he's watching, but it's something special. Meanwhile, Alyssa apologizes for accusing the kids, and they're like, it's fine, it happens all the time. All the time. <laughs> well, we hear a bit about the local village. Um, its lighthouse is a treasured part of the culture, since uh, the air up here is quite foggy, and so this light stone that allows the lighthouse to do its work is, is so important. They demonstrate how the stone works and all that, and in the meantime, Ash puts his little hoodie back on, and then Thatcher hits on what was bugging him earlier. Ash is the hero! He's wearing the outfit! He's the legendary hero of the lighthouse! And Ash is just like, uh, how many legends am I involved with again? Like, all I ever wanted to be was a Pokemon master. Why do I gotta be the chosen one in every other town? <laughs> but as the tale goes, long ago, calamities came to Misty Village, 
and a blue-robed hero with an electric Pokémon brought the Light Stone to the village. And when the village is in danger again, the hero will return. So you see, the hero's gotta be Ash. By that logic, it also means your village is about to be in danger, which is the part of this legend that I think deserves more stock. Like, when your town is having trouble and Ash passes by, that's a good thing. You've got a decent chance of being saved now. When your town is peaceful and Ash Ketchum wanders by, watch out. Especially if it's July. Ash is getting more uncomfortable by the second, especially when Thatcher clasps his hands and fangirls like, Hero, I'm so glad you're here. And Ash is just like, don't touch me, weirdo. May and Max, <laughs> they're just like, Ash, a hero, a legendary hero? Like, what's up with that? Brock, though, I'm sure he's starting to have second thoughts about that one story Misty keeps telling about Shamudi Island. <laughs> Thatcher is convinced that Ash is the hero, and everyone else decides to indulge him. Like, they can't change his mind. <laughs> So Thatcher gives Ash a tour of the village and introduces the kids to his grandfather, and Alyssa convinces the old man to play along, so Ash and his followers get the royal treatment. Later, Thatcher tells Ash he wants to be able to do battle, and asks Ash for help with his Plusalin Minin. He got them from his grandfather, but is only allowed to use helping hand attack to help others. He's never been in a proper battle of his own. He wants to battle like Ash, the great hero. Ash is like, are you even ten? Is this okay? <laughs> but Alyssa gives the nod so Ash can transition his hero gig into what he does best, Pokemon training, and puts Thatcher through his crash course of how to be a hero 101. This. <laughs> Lesson one. Keep smiling. No matter what. Even if your mom is being kidnapped, even if you're facing death, even if you actually die, do not let that smile drop off your face. Rule two, be quick on your feet. Because yes, in the hero business, we spend a lot of time running and recovering after plans go horribly sideways, and then more running. And the third rule kind of ties into the second, build up strength and stamina. By running! The two of them tear up and down the forest with their Pokémon, and the peanut gallery watch on. May and Max wonder if Ash can really pull off this hero business. Brock says nothing. But Alyssa's happy. Thatcher lacks a lot of confidence in his ability to raise Pokémon, so seeing him excited and determined and, like, hopeful that he actually has a chance is, is all the good things. Uh, later the fog rolls in, so time to get back to work for Alyssa. Back to the lighthouse, where Magnemite lights up the lightstone. Just in time for Team Rocket to swoop in in a Zapdos mecha! Nice. That thing is hardcore. Like, seriously, they carve the top of the lighthouse clean off with rotator saws. And then they can just pluck the stone up. It's basically sitting for them on a platter. The mech is also electric-proof, so Alyssa's Magnemite can't defend the stone. Luckily, Ash the Hero is on his way. He doesn't get there in time to stop Team Rocket from swiping the stone and Magnemite, 
or in time to hear that the mech is electric proof, although really he should be expecting that by now. But at least he's there. Like, I feel safer already. Alyssa tells Thatcher to help Pikachu with Plusle and Minin. So he has them use Helping Hand to cheer, and Alyssa's like, WTF, what's that gonna do? Fight, man, fight! But Thatcher, as we said, lacks confidence. He's like, I don't know how! And Plessel and Minin deflate with disappointment. Meanwhile, Team Rocket swipes Pikachu. And decide they've got it. They don't need Magnemite. Didn't seem that there was an item limit on that thing, but okay. They toss Magnemite away to keep Pikachu and then turn to leave. And Thatcher breaks down. He's like, I am a loser. I screwed up so bad even the hero couldn't help and the hero is supposed to be able to do anything. Ash sees this and decides to knock himself off the pedestal now. He tells Thatcher he's no hero. That said, he's about to do something really heroic, so buckle up. Trust your team, Ash says, and he shouts out to the air for Pikachu to shoot a thunderbolt at the lightstone. Thatcher wonders how that can possibly work. Pikachu's so far away, like, thunderbolt won't affect the robot. Can Pikachu even hear Ash at this distance? And Brock's like, ho ho, don't worry. Like, the conversation is really about trust between Pokemon and trainers, but Brock's timing and wording make it sound like he's saying it doesn't matter if Pikachu's physically too far away to hear Ash, he'll get the message anyway. Which, maybe Brock is saying that. Like, we have seen before, and we'll see again, a sort of cross-great-distances type of speaking telepathy thing going on between those two before, like, so, who knows? Either way, Pikachu and Ash are closely connected. Pikachu does seem to be able to hear Ash's shout, and they don't need to be physically beside each other to trust in what they hear, to feel that connection. And across the sky, Pikachu hears that command and obeys, because it trusts its trainer more than anything even when the situation is looking dire and Ash is miles away. Thunderbolts won't affect the robot, but it will affect the Lightstone, and now Team Rocket can be seen easily in the sky. They are marked by a beacon like a blue light special at Kmart. Maybe Thatcher could stand to trust Plusle and Minin a bit more, trust that they can be capable in a Pokemon battle, beyond more than just cheering everybody and giving moral support. And they, in turn, need to be able to trust that their trainer isn't going to fold in a crisis. He contemplates that while following the Shining Light to Team Rocket, where they all barge in on a picnic, and a captured Pikachu given a little tirade like, My boo is going to rescue me, you're going to be so sorry when he gets here. And there is a renewed morale among the twerps. Team Rocket gets back into the Zapdos mech and takes to the sky while Thatcher decides he's going to battle and orders Plusle and Minin to use Helping Hand. They attack the mech directly. Now here's the thing. Just saying I trust you is not going to make a Pokemon able to do something it can't. Like, saying, if you just believe in yourself, you can do anything. No, I can't throw a pass down a football field and win the Super Bowl just because I believe it's true. 
I have to spend years upon years of hard work, and even then, there might be a thousand other football players who have also worked equally hard and are either better or lucked out on opportunities, so even with hard work and believing in myself, that still doesn't mean all my Super Bowl dreams are going to come true, and it doesn't mean I didn't believe hard enough or work hard enough, like, that's just life. Them's the breaks. Besides, I'm a woman. I'm not sure if I'm even allowed to win the Super Bowl. The WNFL gets, like, next to no attention. So Thatcher saying, I believe in Plessel and Minen, isn't gonna suddenly make Plessel and Minen able to take down big opponents, especially given that they've never battled before. Ever. But, if Thatcher's not just saying words, if he actually believes in his Pokémon, then he got that belief by watching them, and working with them, and knowing them. He knows what they are capable of, and that's what gives him his belief. What he believes in is not what he wants them to do, but what he knows they can actually do. And what Plessel and Minen do is charge up Pikachu. Thatcher believes in their ability to do more than just cheer a Pokemon on, morale boost, but to be a game changer. And he can give that command with confidence, with a hero rule number one smile on his face, believing that those two are totally capable of rescuing Pikachu and the Lightstone with their best attack, helping hand. And yeah, it works. Remember what makes Pikachu special is its ability to absorb outside energy, store it, and then dish it back out. Pikachu gets so hypercharged that it overloads Team Rocket's whole robot. Pikachu and the Lightstone are released. And holy Moses, Alyssa just caught that giant rock out of the air. What? How did she not dislocate both her shoulders? Anyway, with the robot grounded, Plessel and Minen now use Helping Hand on each other. And, totally charged up, they use Spark. That sends Team Rocket blasting off. Though I gotta say, that Spark is one step away from being straight-up Volt Tackle. Something for Thatcher to work on in the future. Afterwards, Thatcher admits that he really didn't know what he was doing the whole thing, but... Hey, Ash wasn't lying. Hero rule number one. Keep smiling. Do not let them see your fear. So important. And he's got plenty of time to keep working with Plessel and Minen on future attacks and getting stronger. Someday, he'll be able to battle Ash. Since he's declared Ash his hero and master, like, please remember me, Sensei! He hopes to someday be able to face Ash on equal ground. There's not much Ash can do about the hero worship, so they bid the town farewell and it's off to the next one. Let let the poor people of Misty Village figure out how to put the roof back on their lighthouse after Team Rocket just sliced it off. This episode is most important to me for the reminder that, yeah, May and Max don't really know the stuff Ash gets up to. They had the legendary encounter in the last movie, so they know that things can get epic, and they know that when it does, Ash is going to have their backs, but... While that definitely expanded their parameters, it didn't teach them much new about Ash. Like, I'm sure during the Jirachi adventure, there were a few campfire talks about, like, seriously, Ash, Brock, why aren't you freaking out? How is it you know what to do? 
But that event, like, wasn't really connected to Ash. And until he kind of sailed in on a flygon at the very end, he didn't really do much. Me and Max haven't lived through the Chosen One style stuff yet. Like, they haven't seen movie after movie after epic adventure and, like, near-death and actual-death experiences and watched Ash not only step up every single time, but get singled out. To them, Ash is a brave guy, the, the one you want to pick first for legendary dodgeball. But as May said, do you want to get hero advice from him? Whereas Brock, for all his teasing at the start of the episode, does not question Ash's hero credentials one iota. And he missed Shamudi Island. But they'll learn. Whoa, baby, will they learn. Advanced Generation is a delightful couple of seasons, but wow, Ash goes through some things before it's over. Anyway, we'll park it there. Next episode, we make it to Mauville City, and that is a town with a gym. So expect things to start getting fun over the next little while. In the meantime, you can leave comments at pcappypodcast.blogspot.com or Facebook and Twitter at pcappypodcast. Thank you to everybody uh, who gave me anniversary wishes. I kind of got super busy and missed my own anniversary, and the anniversary of Ash and Pikachu starting their anime journey. But my goodness, how many years has it been now that we've been doing this? My, my, my goodness. But thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I hope we have another long and fruitful and poketastic year. Until next time, this has been Peek Happy Podcast. Gotta catch them all! <laughs>